Hi, my name is Jared Dudley, and you're listening to the Solar Panel, a Phoenix Suns show. are doing today and we're going to do this every single Wednesday at seven o'clock Arizona time is we're going to do a short midweek episode we might put it on the podcast I'm not really sure yet but we're going to cover one topic for about 10 minutes so a bit shorter than our normal episodes today's episode topic uh, has to do with the Suns acquiring a star point guard because there are a bunch of rumors floating around and reports from uh, different sources in the NBA that some of these guys might be up uh, uh, available for trade. So we have four point guards and one is actually a free agent, but the Suns might offer um, some sort of contract too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lift list off the stats of these point guards. And then you guys are going to decide based off the stats, which one the Suns should acquire. And then we're going to talk about what would the Suns be willing to give up to acquire said point guard. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. So the first one, 42% from the field, 35% from three, averaged 4.6 rebounds last season, 8.2 assists, two steals, and 15.6 points per game. The second point guard, 44% from the field, 36% from three, 3.4 rebounds, 6.4 assists, 1.3 steals, and 21 points. The third, the third point guard, 47% from the field, 33% from three, five rebounds, 7.7 assists, 1.6 steal, and averaged 21 points a game last season. And last but not least, point guard on this list, uh, shot 43% from the field last season, 37% from three, 3.9 rebounds, seven assists, 1.2 steals, and 21 points per game. Gentlemen, let's start with Greg. Which of those point guards, one, two, three, or four, <laughs> would you rather have based off the statistics? Please give me the point guard behind door number one. All right. You want door number one? Door number one. And just to remind Don't everyone. Don't let that hit you in the ass on the way that out. That was 42% uh, from the field, 35% from three, four and a half rebounds, 8.2 assists, two steals, and 15.6 points per game. Dave, which point guard are you going with? Give me the stats on the fourth one again. 43% from the field, 37% from three, 3.9 rebounds, seven assists, 1.2 steals, and 21 points per game. I'm going to take door number four. All right. So the two- Did you just drink some wine? Is that wine you're drinking? <laughs> we aren't recording at six o'clock in the morning. Nice. <laughs> All right, so Greg, you chose Mr. Chris Paul. Oh, God. 34 years old, three years <laughs> on his deal with rough, at roughly $40 million a year. Like I said, don't let the door hit Damn. you on the way out that you just I, selected. I got I, I got intoxicated with 8.2 uh, rebounds a, or assists a game, and uh, <laughs> that that was all I could think about. And, and then I should have realized it was Chris Paul. No. Do not trade for Chris Paul. Kind of like dating. You focus on the wrong damn. thing, then you realize, damn. Ironically, I'm I'm an ass man and an assist man, apparently. So <laughs> All right. Dave, uh, can you guess who you picked? You know, it's not exactly Drew Holiday. So I'm guessing this is your wild card. And it's probably someone I'm going to hate 
like uh, D'Angelo Russell or something like that. I'm gonna get. Can I guess? Yeah, uh, it was. He guessed it right. It was oh. D'Angelo Russell. See, I don't want D'Angelo Russell though. <laughs> now, now the reason why I put him on this list is there is a report out today uh, that the Suns are considering offering him a max contract. By the con, by the, the, the who, who? Oh, sorry, who put that out? I don't remember off the top of my head. But if, if it, it seems like it could be something that could be likely, given his relationship with Devin Booker, whether or not Kyrie Irving ends up going over to the Nets, they certainly don't need Russell, Kyrie Irving, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Which point guard stats were Malcolm Brogdon's on that list? I did not include him. I don't think you included Darren Collison either. The point guards I included was Chris Paul, Mike Conley, Drew Holiday, and D'Angelo Russell. The interesting thing about D'Angelo Russell is uh, there was also a report earlier this week that stated that the Nets would actually be interested in pairing him with Kyrie Irving potentially if Kyrie chooses the Nets. So that's that's interesting because I assumed if Kyrie went to the Nets, that meant that uh, that D'Angelo Russell would be available. Well, of course they would say that. They don't want anyone to throw them a big old offer and have to match it. <laughs> well, that's true. But how, I like, do you really think the Suns need, should jettison pieces to chase a max offer to D'Angelo Russell, full well knowing that the Nets can match it? Or, it seems dangerous. Or by the same by the same concept, should the Suns be willing to part with, because um, essentially in order to offer that max contract to D'Angelo Russell, or to trade for one of these other guys, a Chris Paul, Mike Conley, a Drew Holiday, they would likely have to uh, uh, move some pieces and attach some assets to it, which is about what they would have to do to clear the cap space to get D'Angelo Russell. So any of these guards that they want to acquire, they have to clear this cap space to get throwing in assets. So that brings it up. The number six pick, the Bucks pick that nobody wants. Nobody probably wants the, the number six pick either. Um, <laughs> no. You would have to you would have to throw in at least one wing, uh, you know, whether that's a Josh Jackson or a TJ Warren. But then the question becomes: the most valuable asset these guys really have is Mikel Bridges, and are any of these players worth giving up Mikel Bridges for? You also have salary issues and stuff, Matt. Salary matching issues and all that, and so Mikel Bridges does not contribute to that as much anyway. Um, no, I would definitely. I don't want to give up Mikel Bridges in a trade for a point guard. I'll tell you that, but um, I really do think you can combine Tyler Johnson, Josh Jackson, and TJ Warren uh, to get a point guard that another team thinks is overpaid that you can have for a couple of years until uh, you're ready to move on to something else. And maybe that's Elia Kobo, maybe that's D'Angelo or D'Anthony Melton. Um, who knows? But it could be, or it could be somebody they draft even this year with the. Um, I would I would send the number six pick out as as an enticer but it doesn't have any salary value if you send it as a pick before july 1. if you well, send it after july 1 it does have salary value what concerns me as well is if you make a move with one of these wings to clear space there's no guarantee that you're keeping kelly Ubre either because that's uh, that's up in the air with free agency as well so if you go for uh uh D'Angelo russell or a malcolm brogdon or whoever and making an offer in free agency as a restricted free agent, you can do that, leaving Kelly Oubre kind of in limbo, as long as he doesn't take somebody else's contract then he's off the books. But um, uh, for the purposes of restricted free agency offers, 
you can kind of ignore your own restricted free agent cap holds for the for uh, use that cap space in another offer as long as you're willing to renounce that player at the, if your offer is accepted. You know what I'm saying? So they could yeah. leave Kelly sitting there for a little bit while they make an offer to Brogdon, but they'll know that or D'Angelo Russell, but they'll know that if Kelly will know that if Brogdon or Russell take the offer and the other team doesn't match because they obviously the player has to take the offer, but then the other team, if that other team does not match, um, the Suns would almost certainly need Ubre's cap space. So um, that, that cap holds, so they'd have to renounce him. So Ubre then would be immediately enticed to try to take somebody else's offer so he's not waiting at the Suns beck and call. Which is my exact point. Then you have you now weakened yourself at the small forward position to a point where you're uncomfortable because then you could be in a position, say you trade TJ, you then have to renounce Kelly Oubre, you're left with Josh Jackson and Mikael Bridges. Are you comfortable with that at your small forward position uh, moving forward, uh, or at least for this season, it becomes a question as well? Yeah, I think you can find small forwards out there. I think that um, Kelly Oubre, while we love his attitude, we love how hard he plays. I really like the edge that he brings, and he plays much tougher than his pretty face. Um, but he really is a not a really efficient player. Um, he, he, and I don't know how that contributes as a starter on a potentially winning basketball team. Just a lot I just of don't. Yeah, not a lot of interesting possibilities that a trade for a point guard winds up opening up uh, on the other end of it as well. I mean, it, it, there's there's a lot that's going to happen this off season, and theoretically, as we sit here right now, uh, if they make a big move, it's going to take a lot of shifting to get there. So would the Suns, to sum up this episode, because we're supposed to go about 10 minutes, I want to try and keep us on time for this, would the Suns be willing to give up a package that includes Mikhail Bridges for a Chris Paul? No. No. Not if they're smart. Not right. even the number six pick. All right. How about a package including Mikhail for Mike Conley? No. No. Not a chance. A Drew Holiday? Yes. Yes. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yes. Yeah, Drew Holiday makes a big difference because he's under contract for three years. He's only in the mid-20s on salary as opposed to mid-30s. Um, and he, at 28, he's got several more years of prime left, and you can then re-sign him at the end of that as well. Um, and he's a two-way player. He is. He's made the all-defensive first or second team last two years. Um, plus, he's one of the best distributors in the game, and he can score. He's the whole package. Uh, would, would you guys do it? Yes. I would do it. Oh, uh, David hard. Griffin won't do it, though. No, me. Griffin will keep Holiday. Well, I mean, it kind of depends on what happens with uh, Anthony Davis, but only yep. he knows. They're going to build They're gonna build around Drew Holiday and Zion Williamson. Mm. They're not going to deal him. Darren, Col Darren Collison's the realistic answer here. This is where oh God, we're going to wind so up. It's depressing to hear Darren Collison is the realistic answer. I want Malcolm Brogdon to be the realistic answer. The so Bucks cannot keep Malcolm Brogdon because they've given so much money to the other guys. He's not a playmaker. He's a good player. He's part of the 50-40-90 club. He's well, that, uh, but, but the way he plays allows you to have Booker be the primary or most of the time, but not all the time guy. I just I, I like him. I, I I don't like him for anything more than an MLE. 
Yeah, I, I don't like him at the twenty million. It's going to take you to get him. Yeah, twenty is high. I, I, I agree. Like him at eleven. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, have you ever seen him make one assist one time? <laughs> he averaged four point six this year. But did you ever see one? Well, it doesn't matter. We it, did we see any assists this year? Sorry, he three point six this year. Uh, I mean, it's you know we just watch him in the play. He's he's a good player. He's he's not a he's not a playmaker. Uh, he's but, not a playmaker. No. You know, the the Suns said they're going after uh, combo guard. So let me ask you guys. Uh, finishing this episode out, should we upload this to the podcast? I say we do it this week as a little taste, and then maybe we find a way to uh, incentivize people to find it in other places. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, it's been fun. Everyone watching on YouTube, we will be back. Thanks, everyone. Next Wednesday and every Wednesday until we get tired of doing it at 7 o'clock Arizona time. Excellent. Have a good week. Later, guys.